back to the bin. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. My name is Scott Gardner and I am joined this episode by my very good friend Paul Spataro and his lovely family. And we are here, as you can hear in the background, the incredible Hulk coaster. We are at Universal Studios Orlando, Islands of Adventure, and we're venturing now into the uh, Marvel Superhero Island. So what do you think? Oh, uh, we're, we're really excited. We just got here, just took a picture with Woody Woodpecker. We're looking for Marvel guys to take a picture with, and we're heading for the Spider-Man ride right now. We did Spider-Man eight years ago, so we kind of know what to expect, but we're still really looking forward to it. Figure we're going to hit Harry Potter today, maybe hit uh, uh, what's called Jurassic Park, the Transformers. What else do we have on our list? Anything? Everything else that looks fun. <laughs> now, after the soaking we took yesterday on Splash Mountain, hey, there's Doctor Doom. I was going to ask if you guys wanted to get wet again today because they got the best wet rides here, but uh, man, I was still wet when I got home yesterday. Now, uh, with Dr. Doom, can we do the same thing? I'll take a picture of sure. them. You take one of all three of us with you want us to do? You want us to go and I move towards We need to get one of you and I with him, too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll take a picture. Uh, all right, so we will be back. All right, so we are in line to meet the one and only Dr. Doom. Let's see if we can get him to say a word or two. So can we get a, a, a listen to Back to the Bins, Doom commands it or something like that? <laughs> I cannot do that, but I can say, listen to the comic boys. They know what they're saying. And I command you. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Doom. Thanks, Doom. <laughs> That's awesome. Which, yep. I have the you have the camera? Let's get it. I guess he's not allowed to specifically uh, plug the show. So we had him say, listen, what do you say, the comic boys? Comic boys. He said, listen to the comic boys. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I hear it? That's awesome. I don't know if I don't know if there we go. Go. You know what? I'll, hear, I'll get it eventually. No, he's talking, she's talking about the sound bite. I'll get it eventually, and uh, I'll let you hear it when when Scott, you know, has it. That's Daredevil. Matt uh, Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Why don't you go hug Wolverine's foot? Go ahead. Yeah, let's go hug Wolverine's foot. What's he doing? He's going to, like, grab a hold of Wolverine's foot. Oh, hold his foot. The cool thing about uh, here at uh, the Marvel Island, and this is something I've been meaning to come and do for a while, is all the detail here as far as the different characters that are referenced. We're actually standing in front of Nelson and Murdoch, attorneys at law right now, of course referencing Daredevil. Stuff like this, uh, I'm going to end up posting on the Facebook page, so if people want, you know, I'm trying to take pictures of things, so if anybody's interested in seeing it, you can definitely go there and check it out. Holy cow, Spider-Man's up to 45 already. That's crazy. Daily Bugle building. Spider-Man, 45 minutes. Yikes! Absolutely. And I think, I don't think we can afford to say we'll come back later because you're going to have to leave. So I think we're going to just have to leave. But it's 45 minutes. Say let's do a circle around through the land first. Go through the shot and take in some detail. We can check the line then. Because 45's high for this one. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe. Pokemon. Pokemon? Oh. 
So we quote unquote met Doctor Doom and got got tossed out by him, and then we got owned by the Green Goblin. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> you know, we should we didn't get a soundbite from the Green no, Goblin. No, no, he was talkative too. Why can't they do that for the movie? I know. I, that's why I always say. Every time I see him, I'm like, why didn't they have that for the movie instead of the Power Ranger uniform? I was listening to somebody not long ago. They took great exception to, uh, to it being called the Power Ranger uniform. I still think he looks like a Power Ranger. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a perfectly apt description. I got a whole pic- a bunch of pictures of, uh, of him attacking the kids. It was cool. Well, like yeah, like we talked about it. When it's that's, that's kind of cool. When it when it when it's all done, I'm gonna look to get copies of. Shots oh yeah. From you. That one. That arm. There you go. Nice. Yeah, good one. I like this one. It looks like you're telling him off, Melissa. Like, listen here. <laughs> Let me tell you. I hate to be vain, but I'm a little too sad. You look what? Fat? Is that what you said? No, I look fat. I love that. That is awesome. Ah! That is great. Oh, that's cool. Now, if Bill was in this, this would be a perfect Back to the Bins We miss you, Bill. We wish you were here today, buddy. Exactly like that. Like cropped exactly like that. That's awesome. Bill isn't with us today, so we couldn't get him in the picture. If we could, if, like, if he was here in the middle, this would be a perfect picture for our podcast. If we get enough audio for today, today will be its own separate episode anyway. So now we got to talk Spider-Man. My all-time favorite. I know you, you, you know, I know he comes second to Superman for you, but for me, he's the Oh, yeah. One. Uh, Superman will always be my absolute favorite, but I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Don't, don't let anybody ever tell you any different. I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is what started me collecting comics. My, I always liked comics as a kid, and I always picked up, you know, whatever. And it was the occasional superhero comic, the occasional Harvey comic, Charlton comic, whatever. And I'd pick them up and I'd read them until they were falling apart and I'd throw them out. And that was it. But when I bought Spider-Man 131, when Aunt May was marrying Doc Ock, for some reason something clicked with that issue and I decided I'm buying these and I'm saving them from now on. And I think it was, I mean, I can't say for certain, I'm, it's, you know, revisionist history a little bit, but I'm thinking it was that when I read that issue, I realized that there was this rich continuity to the character. Right, yeah. Exactly. And that's when I realized you don't throw out the issues, you save them, and you keep reading and you see, oh, you know, because they were talking about things. Again, I think they made mention of Doc Ock killing Gwen Stacy and stuff, and I was thinking, I got to get that issue. And that's when I realized that you don't get rid of them when you have them. There was a great um, cover to an issue of uh, Marvel Tales, and it was reprinting the story where uh, where uh, Hammerhead got nuked, and he was a ghost. He kept yes. reappearing to Doc Ock. Around that issue was, 155 or so. And it was a reprint, but I loved the cover because it was Spidey. I want to say he was battling Ock in a helicopter, I think. I can't remember. But I just I was hoping for that exact same reason you said that it was this sense of wow, there's a lot going on here and there's a lot of backstory because by that time the the marriage story had already happened um, and Ock was being haunted by this hammerhead guy who I was fascinated by the fact he was a ghost, you know, and uh, and it was just it was really cool. But he's one of those characters for me. I, I think probably probably for a lot of us. It was always kind of there, you know what I mean? Because I remember him being on, like, the electric company. And uh, I remember going to my like my grandparents' house. And, you know, like, all my old, older uncles always had comics around. So there was the one where uh, where he fought the scorpion. And the scorpion was using his tail to bust open a water tower and drown him on the cover. I love that. And, and for me, 
you know, we talk about you talk about electric company now. My starting to collect predates the electric company because that oh, was wow. probably two or three years later. Right. But for my my entry level intro to Spidey would have been the TV show from '68, right. and the issue the issues the episodes that really stand out in my mind are. The one when Rhino was trying to steal enough gold to make a statue in tribute to himself. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. He's basically trying to make a Rhino statue. Is that the first Rhino story? Or? I don't know which one it is, but that one stands out. And then the one when the scorpion basically grows to a giant size. I don't. I don't know these stories. I'm gonna have to seek that. About what era was this? This was the '68 cartoon. Oh, okay, okay. I guess I have spotty memories of the cartoon. But those those are the ones that stand out in my mind, and that was my introduction to the character. That was what the '68 cartoon. Yeah, I watched a lot of that because I liked uh, I liked the origin. I thought they were really faithful to the origin the as well. It's really good. Uh, when you look back on them, though, I mean, they don't hold up to time. They're, they don't. They're pretty bad. I haven't watched them in a long, long time. When they came out on DVD, me and one of my buddies, they, it was like forty dollars for the set, and we were so curious, we kicked in twenty bucks each and we bought it. It's, it's at his house. He offered it. He was like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Do you want it? I was like, yeah, I just keep it. It's, I like it's bad enough that I, that I don't. I liked the Spider-Man voice. Yeah. And I liked the fact that he had a different voice as people called it. And he did right, Spider-Man yeah. without being Christian Bale. <laughs> Spider-Man. And I was, I was going to kick out of it. You have it in, in the intro to the Two yeah. Freak Show yep. when Superman does it. This is a job for Superman. Superman. You know, and he just, the same guy just goes well, up, you know, an octave lower. Comics Monthly Monday starts with Spider-Man from that show going, oh, what's he say? Uh, all right, gang, let's get this show on the road or whatever it is. Yeah, and the web shooters. Yeah. I was... I also always like their web shooter sound. Yeah, because it actually, it kind of sounds like Thwip without it being, you know, overtly Thwip. There used to be a picture in here. Oh, there it is. Cap uh, shaking hands with J. Jonah Jameson. That's cool. I thought that was cool. Why is moving right along? They do have some sort of version of fast. I think they're, I think they're fast passes. You either buy it or you, you don't. buy it. Yeah, it's it's not free like the Disney one. But nine times out of ten, now, of course, right now we're in the you know we're in the heart of summer. But during the normal part of the year, I laugh at their version of fast pass because you don't need it. I see so many people they buy it and then everything's a walk on. Good. So ridiculously expensive. I wasn't willing to spend the money for Fast Pass. It just, you know, it just wasn't in my budget. Were they allowed? How much? Well, the, the tickets for three for three of us to come in for one day work out with tax of four hundred dollars. So basically, if they really wanted to dime more, it was too much money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I I was already spending a lot more money for one day than I should have. Wow. But we couldn't come down to Orlando and not go to Universal. Oh yeah. So I mean, not being not being huge, you know, Marvel fans or well, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, you know, the Harry Marvel, Potter. Harry Potter. And, I mean, those Jurassic are probably the Park. two biggest things. I mean, Jurassic Park. I'd like to go to, but it's not. It's not the end of the world if we miss that, but I think if we came to Florida and we didn't go to Harry Potter, we would regret it when all was said and done. Now, did you say you have or have not done Jurassic Park before? No, we didn't yeah, do it. Last, it. last time we came, by the time we got around to trying it, the wait was too long and we had to leave. It was. I like I, I think it. the park I, I was closing. I don't even think it was. You know, we're anxious to get out of here. I think we stayed till the closing, and it was like the line was long enough that they were like, nobody else can get on it because the park is going to be closed by the time you get to the ride. I think it's a good ride. I, I think, uh, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm prejudiced. I think Dinosaur in Disney's Animal Kingdom is a better dinosaur ride, but the big punch at the end with the uh, with the T-Rex that comes out, I think is cooler and scarier than the Carnotaur that comes out at you at the end of Dinosaur. I, I do think that effect I'm is cool. pretty sure we did Dinosaur last time we came, but I don't have a solid enough memory of it, so it didn't I guess it didn't make a real, real strong impression on me because I would remember it. Right. But I think we did. We didn't spend. I think we did it like a short day at Animal Kingdom last time, though. That's all you. <laughs> a lot of times that's all there is to do at Animal I think, you know, we had the park hopper passes, and I think it was okay, we'll go to Animal Kingdom, and then we'll finish that quick and go to whatever park we went to for the rest of the day. I mean, if you're just about rides, Animal Kingdom, I mean, you can, you can wrap it up pretty quick. 
I'm mostly rides. On rides, I'm taking pictures with the characters. And I don't mind sitting through the occasional show. Uh, like yesterday when we did Indiana Jones, I really enjoyed that. I'm glad we did that. They have a lot of a lot of shows, a lot of walking stuff, you know, like tours, you know, see the animals doing this or that, which are really cool. But I find a lot of people that they go for strictly rides, then you know, then they try, they tend to treat it as kind of a half day park or like a early part of the morning park, you know, leave by noon or whatever, go to one of the other parks right. type of thing. Which yeah, works you know, if you got the bar, you know, which park probably off, works. works. Probably works to your benefit if you hit the other park first and then go there in the afternoon. It's probably dead in the afternoon. Hot though. Yeah, I think that's the hottest theme park here as far as just pure temperature. Because because all that foliage and everything, just the way the park is constructed, it actually acts like what it's supposed to be. It's like a like a tropical desert rainforest type of thing. Right, right. You, you get a, get a little bit of that. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I got the word planetarium in my mind. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what, what, when you have solarium? A, is that no? That's not right. Uh, some sort of eum. Yeah. <laughs> terrarium. Terrarium. That's it. Yes. See, I am smart. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, like I said, I'm into the other stuff, but I do feel like if I'm going to take a trip from New York to Florida and I'm going to come here, I want to do the things here that I can't do in New York. Right, And right. while we are not regulars at the Bronx Zoo, I know I can always go to the Bronx Zoo basically whenever we want to. So if we don't get to do that at Animal Kingdom and see this sort of animal show or whatever, I could say, all right, next weekend let's go to the Bronx Zoo and we'll right. make that up. <laughs> you know? Except for the rides that they have at that park that they wouldn't have at the Bronx Zoo. But if it's right. just, you know, see the bears or see the gorilla or whatever, that we can do. So, you know. What do you think of the selection of villains in this? It's basically, I'm trying to remember, you got the Sinister Hobgoblin. Six, right? Kind of, yeah. Which I think is, is a good choice. I, it's they been eight years the... since we did it, but I remember really enjoying this ride. I'm trying to remember how many there are. Are there actually six? Because they call them the Sinister Syndicate in this. It's, it's more based on the cartoon than anything else. Yeah, yeah it really is. You got, you got Doc Ock, you got Hobgoblin, um, Electro, which is always cool. I like Hydra Man, and they put Hydra Man in there. Yeah, and if I remember right, you do get a little splash of water when yep. he comes. And then I can never remember the girl's name, because she's one of the, the Venom... Symbiote. Is that her name? Shriek? I, it might I think be. it is. It might be. That was from, uh, really from the Maximum Carnage series. Right, yeah. Which is, just, I think, right in that era when, this, when they were creating this. I would, uh... I would actually go to see a Spider-Man, a live-action Spider-Man movie with Hydra-Man as one of the villains. Not like the villain, but one of the villains, I think. I, I did consider, uh, I had a vacation about a month ago, and I seriously thought about getting tickets for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dog for me and the kids. They were a bit pricey. Like, for the, for the cheaper tickets, I think it was about $120 each. Woo. And I spoke to friends who actually went to see it, friends who are comic book fans, and they said, really underwhelming, not worth <laughs> not worth it, that money to go and see it. So I passed on it, we ended up, we did something else, I don't even remember what. I, I was saying that last time I was on vacation, we, I was going to get us tickets to go see Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the Broadway show, but I heard it's not so great, so I didn't bother because it's a lot of money. If, if they had some sort of promotion, you know, discount tickets, maybe fifty dollars each or whatever. I think at that price, I don't think I could. I don't think I could uh, refuse it. I think I would have to get the tickets and go. But you know, even the concept of Spider-Man as a musical doesn't really doesn't doesn't open my imagination all that much. If they sang it's such a groove to be free, I'd totally be there for that, though. <laughs> or even, uh, what's the other one, Walk Like a Spider, or uh, talk, talk Like a Man, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. God, I haven't listened to that album in forever. I had it when it was new, though, and, you know, I was right in the age, I was probably about 13 or so, and, you know, Spider-Man is a rock uh, album, you know, I thought it was very cool at the time, I didn't realize quite how lame it was. You were hip, man, you were hip. 
Yeah, it was very hip. I think the guy who sang on that was the lead singer from the Archies. That, that could be. That could be. That might have been an Archies album. Or, you know, under the, that imprint or whatever. I... I I, I think uh, I think Mike Bailey posted it on one of his uh, right, podcasts, yeah. but I remember like the pictures on the background. They have like I think it was like the Falcon Falcon on uh, tambourine, or, you know, Luke Cage on the guitar <laughs> and stuff. You know, and it was the '80s version, you know, with Luke Cage with the, with the yellow blouse and the tiara playing the guitar. <laughs> I think the Hulk was on the drums. That's I remember funny. right. Hulk drum. Right. Yep, we're just about there. Alright, I think I'm going to go ahead and turn this off for this, unless you want me to record the ride itself. That's up to you. If you think it's something that you might want to put into the episode to actually have the ride itself, yeah, right. that's fine. Otherwise, I mean, not for the sake of getting a recording of it. Now, if there was a way of getting a cool video of it, which uh, I don't think yeah. it would take... Yeah, not with it being 3D and everything. It would be cool even if they sold like a DVD or you know your Universal Experience and they had like. Well, they do there. with uh, like the Hulk. You can get your ride video of the Hulk. Not, not even talk, just just a general you know DVD that you can buy. Oh, I got you. Twenty bucks. Like just and it's got each ride you know basically from the point of view of sitting on it. There is like one out there that I know of. Um, for Back to the Future, one of the releases of Back to the Future on DVD actually includes Back to the Future, the ride. And it's the, the video that you would see when you used to ride that ride. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We get Paul and his kids first and then, then us all together. Alright, here we go. Slide in there with you guys. Because when it's dark, it doesn't look good. <laughs> Thank, so you. We're in the year now, Thank you. Thank you. They come out, Paul? They come out? I'm feeling a little blurry today. <laughs> That'll do, pig. Photo about their picture. I saw the light going up. I go. It's, I mean, it's cool, but you're never gonna see it. It's cool when you can do it to somebody you know, and they're like, "Hey, what the heck?" Well, it's gonna be scary here pretty soon. They'll take pictures like that, post them on Facebook, and it'll facially recognize people. It already will start linking that. Have you up. Seen it starting to do that? Yeah. Like, I'll post a picture of me and the kids. They'll say, "Do you want to take this photo?" Exactly. Brooklyn, we should get in Brooklyn. That's my hometown. Forget about it. Forget about it. Which one? Long Island? 
Brooklyn. No, Long Island. Long Island's where I live. I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't get all defensive. It's that's, all the same damn thing to me. That's that's. It, I had a conversation <laughs> with Mike about that the other day too. When we and we're on, I think it made it onto the episode too. As when somebody asks you where you're from, do you say Georgia or do you say, do you say uh, Pennsylvania? I say New York. I I may have lived longer in Georgia than New York, but I'm always from New York. We gonna fit? Is there enough for us to fit yeah. all, all of Oh yeah, I keep forgetting we're not five anymore. Oh yeah. Actually, back row might be because you're up a little bit. Eh, it doesn't matter though. Oh, that's true. All right, here we go. Spider-Man: The Ride. What's that? Say again. Oh, it doesn't matter. Catch I what has happened at first there. I thought they queued us up wrong. I specifically asked for the roll so we could have the front seat. This is essentially the ride vehicle you have on Transformers, too. Yeah, I, like I said, I've heard good things about that. So we have to make a point of hitting that later in the day. They're already without you. There are three hidden Stan Lees in here, kind of like hidden Mickey's, to see if you can spot them. Okay, I was unaware of it, so I... Three, three times where you see something for Stan Lee. Hello? This is Jonah Jameson. Roger, over. Is this thing on? Listen, Scoop. Crime reports are coming in from all over the city, and I'm starting to get worried. Did you see that? The spider signal! Was Spider-Man nearby? Trouble can't be far away. Does it know what trouble means? Headlines! Oh, <laughs> 
So, Paul and his uh, children, they have decided to uh, forge further on into uh, Islands of Adventure. They've headed over to the Harry Potter area. So, I'm going to do something that I've been wanting to do for the longest time. And go ahead and start at the beginning of the Marvel Superhero Island. And carry right on through. Uh, and kind of give you an, an audio tour of the Marvel Superhero Island. If you've ever been here before, this should be a lot of fun. If you've never been here, well, this should entice you to want to come because it is absolutely awesome. It is, I, I consider this basically Marvel superhero mecca. If you love Marvel at all, you're going to find something here that will absolutely thrill you. So anyway, as you come in the front gates for uh, the Islands of Adventure theme park here at Universal Studios Orlando, and you go to the immediate left, the very first world that you'll enter into is the Marvel Superhero Island. So I'm just going to basically walk down one side of the street and then back up the other. So as we walk along here, of course, you walk across the bridge and you walk underneath the ride vehicle track for the Incredible Hulk, which I can only guess must be down at the moment. I'm sure you guys heard it when we first came in. I'm not hearing the ride at the moment, so I can only, uh, I can only guess that it must be down. From where I'm standing, I cannot see the wait time board or anything for the Hulks, so we're just going to continue on. That's on the other side of the street anyway, so as we walk along here, very first thing, <laughs> a popcorn cart called Interplanet Interplanetary Popcorn. No specific Marvel characters on that one. The next thing is Cotton Candy, a cotton candy stand, and of course a great picture right above that of the Silver Surfer. I'm going to guess that's a Ron Lim. It looks like a Ron Lim Silver Surfer to me. And I know that he was a longtime artist on that book, or at least I believe he was. I uh, never read a whole lot of Silver Surfer. Liked the character, liked him in the movie. Um, I will admit, not one of the characters I'm more familiar with in uh, the Marvel Universe. The very next building, I don't know that this one has a specific, let's see, no, it just says store. It's a store entrance, and above that is uh, Professor X in that 90s floating wheelchair thing of his. Really cool. I don't know who the artist is on that one. Um, I can't really even venture a guess on who the artist is on that one. Next, of course, a building we talked about a little while ago, Nelson and Murdoch, Attorneys at Law. Uh, of course, referencing Matt Murdoch, who's secretly Daredevil, and his friend uh, Foggy Nelson. 
And then further on, another uh, entrance into the same store, essentially, with a giant Wolverine out in front of it. If you ever Google pictures for Marvel superhero island, that giant Wolverine in his yellow and blue costume is probably one of the pictures that's going to come up for you. I'm not going to go into the individual shops um, on this audio tour, just because I'm getting enough strange looks as it is, just wandering around, but uh, it is really cool. They all have really, really awesome Marvel stuff, and a lot of Avengers, a lot of Spider-Man, and then some really rare stuff you don't see anywhere else in the world, so I think that's pretty cool. So as you turn a corner around uh, from where Wolverine is, there's a giant rogue, again, the very 90s rogue, but I always like that version, because she's got the uh, yellow and green. I didn't want to interrupt. I wanted you guys to be able to hear that. I think that means that the superheroes are going to be showing up in about five minutes. So I'll try to be out in the street for that. Uh, anyway, it's Rogue in her uh, yellow and green outfit and, of course, wearing her uh, leather jacket that she wore. Again, I think this was 90s. But uh, I really like this picture, and I wish I knew who the artist was because I really, really like the art on that. But, I, I, again, I don't know who it is. I'll run from the corner from that store entrance and the uh, meet Spider-Man here queue. Alright, I'm going to divert just a little bit to my left and there's a little plaza here. I don't know if this thing has an actual name, but this is one of my favorite things in the Marvel superhero area. It's actually a history of Marvel from the very beginning through about, oh, whenever the park was constructed, I would guess. Looking at the pictures here, uh, <laughs> very, very 90s. But it starts with the Golden Age and you've got uh, a great picture of Golden Age Cap with his Golden Age shield, not the round shield you would later have. Cap underneath him is Bucky. And then a whole mishmash of characters, and uh, some of which I'm hard-pressed to even identify. Of course, you've got Namor, you've got the Submariner, you've got the Golden Age Vision, the Golden Age Angel, the Wizard. And then there's a couple that I can never remember their names. Uh, Skull-face-looking guy with a skull on his uniform. I think his name was the Destroyer, I think. And then there's a girl that I always want to call Miss America, but again, I'm not sure if that's what her name is or not. Very, very Golden Age characters. But I think it's great that they put some super obscure characters on there that you probably wouldn't ordinarily recognize. The next one, The Avengers, and it's awesome. By the way, I think all the art here is uh, one of the Buscemas. I'm not sure which one. Paul could probably tell me. If I get a chance to get him back, lured back over here again, I'll see if he can identify the artist. But it's one of the Buscemas. But uh, on The Avengers one, anyway... Very 60s Avengers. The Hulk is looming large. Underneath him is Ant-Man riding a couple of ants. Above him is uh, Iron Man in the golden, the big clunky golden armor. Above Iron Man is Thor. And then in between Thor and the Hulk again is uh, the Wasp, looking very, very 60s Wasp. Next panel, you got the Fantastic Four. Galactus looming large at the top and the Silver Surfer. And then you've got the Fantastic Four proper and also the Watcher looking particularly creepy in that picture. The next picture jumps way ahead into the, uh, the 80s, and this one is really, really cool. There are so many characters on here. At the very top, you've got the Beyonder with his giant shoulder pads holding the Earth in his hand. You've got Iron Man, Thor, Rogue in her original green and white uniform. In the Is there more to I guess not. Okay. So you've got, uh, again, Rogue in her green and white uniform, skunk head. You've got uh, Storm with her mohawk in the leather outfit that she wore there for a while. You've got the Fantastic Four, She-Hulk, Colossus, uh, Professor X, Doctor Doom, Spider-Man, the Hulk, Hawkeye, the uh, black female, Captain Marvel, uh, Magneto, Wasp, Cap, Wolverine. Ah, there's the Hulk running again. You've got uh, Nightcrawler. So, tons of characters. The next one, a lot of the same characters, but a little bit later uh, incarnations of these characters. Again, you've got, uh, let me see, who's that supposed to be at the top? I think it's supposed to be Onslaught at the very top. But you've got uh, the Falcon, Giant Man, 
the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, the Inhumans this time. I'm trying to think who's different on this. Oh, you've got Vision, um, Black Panther, Iron Man in his uh, late 90s armor. In the very last panel, this is the odd one that doesn't seem to really quite fit. It's the X-Men, but it's a very 60s version of the X-Men. So, very strange, the order that they uh, put the panels in with this one being the very last one. But it's, it's really cool. The Angel's outfit is absolutely hideous. It's when he had the, the red leggings with the yellow top, blue belt, blue face mask. <laughs> really strange looking. It's cool. Alright, so we're going to continue to wander on a bit. Especially now that the Hulk's running again. It's fearing it's going to drown me out. There's the All-American Cafe, which is really cool. Mjolnir's smashing through the window and uh, in the back portion of the restaurant. It's around the corner here. There's a little fruit stand, and above that is uh, Electro, the Spider-Man villain Electro, actually shooting electric bulbs and such. Oh, here come the superheroes. Let's see if I can get this on video if they're coming around the corner here. his motorcycle rope wolverine storm colossus and spider-man very cool Okay, so let's see. It's left off with a fruit stand and uh, an electro. Around the corner, the All-American Cafe. This place is awesome. You've got a giant, looming large Captain America. I'm not sure who the artist is on this. I want to say Ron Garney. I'm not sure that's right. But he's throwing his shield, and the shield actually follows a neon path that looks really great at night when it's lit up. And the neon will trace the path of the shield all the way across the entire span of the building, hitting MODOK that's actually over, up over top of a building labeled Donald Blake MD. The shield's bouncing off MODOK, who's uh, flying above that building. It's really cool. Above Captain America, you've got Thor, who looks Simonson esque, but I don't think it is Simonson. And then above him is uh, Iron Man, who looks. Quisada-esque, but again, I'm not sure it's really Quisada, but it's pretty cool. Ah, there's Cyclops just strolling down the street. Oh, he just walked into the uh, the eyewear store. <laughs> it's very funny. Let's skip actually going into the diner for now. I may go in and describe it a little bit in a minute, but it's going to continue along the street again. Donald Blake, MD, with MODOK above it. Very, very cool. One of my favorites, the ice cream shop. I'll let you guess who the uh, representative is from the ice cream shop. Of course, it's Iceman from the X-Men. So that kind of brings us to the end of the street, for this side of the street for Marvel Superhero Island. So I'm gonna turn, head back down the other side of the street the other side of the street is really funny because the queue for Spider-Man, even though I rarely see it backed up very far at all, the queue actually has potential to back way, way up on this other side of the street to a point where there's a Daily Bugle Plaza, and in the Daily Bugle Plaza is a statue that... I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to kind of guess that maybe this is somebody's idea of kind of a... I don't know, a, a jab or an in-joke sort of thing to the uh, the famous partner statue over in Magic Kingdom at, at Walt Disney World, the, the statue of Walt and Mickey. This one's a giant statue of, of course, J. Jonah Jameson. He's got a paper wadded up in one hand, 
He's got his finger in the air. He looks like he's actually like delivering like a like a soapbox speech or maybe even berating somebody or something. But it's very funny, and I don't think very many people see it because, like I say, the queue rarely backs up very far at all into that area. So it's this huge, basically empty area dominated by a giant statue of uh, J. Jonah Jameson. After that, one of my absolute favorite things, and I don't know if they did this as a joke, but I take it as a hilarious joke myself. You've got Prince Namor, the Submariner, and he uh, represents where the bathrooms are. (laughs) So you've got Namor, and he's in that weird uh, black leather outfit of his, swimming through the seas above the restroom sign. So it looks like he's swimming in the toilet, essentially. I think that's hysterical. Then there's the comic shop. The comic shop is actually really cool. They actually have comics in there, believe it or not. They have comics, they have trades, lots of great t-shirts, statuary. That's one of my favorite places to come to uh, whenever we come here. And above the comic shop, a great, once again, neon. During the day, you really can't see the neon at all, but there's a neon sign of uh, Storm battling Magneto and knocking him off the sign, knocking him to the ground. Rounding the corner, come to the first thing that's past the comic book shop is the eyewear place. Okay, uh, Cyclops is back outside getting photographs. Great looking Cyclops. Looks very much like the uh, Josh Whedon uh, run Cyclops, that, that one with the full body outfit. Behind him, uh, more artwork. Dr. Doom, or excuse me, Dr. Octopus rather, Dr. Octopus attacking a sign for frozen ice with his uh, mechanical arms knocking the O off of frozen. It's pretty cool. Again, don't know who the artist is on that one. A lot of these, uh, a lot of the art in this area is 90s era Marvel artists, and I'm really not familiar with who a lot of them are. Then we get the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man ride, which uh, you heard a little bit of earlier. Just a great, great ride. Dominated by a huge figure of uh, Spider-Man. Pretty sure that one's a Mark Bagley. 45-minute wait. Yikes. Moving beyond that, got a, uh, what's it called? Amazing, okay, Amazing Pictures. This is where you would pick up a... one of those ones where they basically do a Photoshop on you or your kids. It can be Photoshopped into all kinds of different characters from Spider-Man to Star Wars to Indiana Jones. It's the Spider-Man gift shop called the Five and Dime. And above that, the uh, Hobgoblin is on his glider, actually pumpkin bombing the place. That's pretty cool. divert down the street here. You know, I just realized that they have actually removed the street signs. They used to have street signs over here because there was one for uh, for Yancey Street. And uh, I don't see it anymore. It looks like they have actually taken the street signs down. That's a shame. Captain America's out and about doing meet and greets. So I head down the alleyway, headed toward Dr. Doom's Fearfall. Off to my right, we have Blaze and Catch Mechanics, opening soon. It's, of course, a reference to uh, Ghost Rider. All right, they actually have what looks like a Cerebro machine. It's called DoomNet. I'm going to let you guys listen to some of the messages that are in DoomNet.
the energy that fuels my armor is almost depleted. If Magneto's assault continues, I will have no way to replenish my power supply. And, I fear, no way to stop his terrible threat to the city. Patch in the superhero exchange number 1048. What? Electra? Is that you? But, but how? You, you were... I returned. I had to return. Oh, man. Well, you better not be daredevil. I don't really know how security lies off. I must say you. Of course. I have information about the man who killed me. Well, can you meet at my law firm? In 20 minutes? I'll be there. Agenda Superhero Exchange, number 1934. This is Captain America. All Avengers, listen closely. Our individual attacks on Carnage are having no effect. We have to combine our efforts and act as one if we hope to defeat it. Four stands behind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think that's all of them. So that goes all the way through. Pretty cool. I like that. I discovered that one of the other times I was here. So, all right, walking down to the end of the side street, we've got Dr. Doom's Fearfall, which is really neat. It looks like a combination uh, of basically twin evil-looking towers and uh, maybe Doomstat or something. Very mechanical, large, curvy, machine-esque-looking thing. All right, turning back down the street from there, you've got Osborne Industries above uh, a rare coin shop. You've got... Gladiator's Costume Shop, which I get a kick out of. I think that one's neat. Somewhere I think I missed one. I think there's a Stark Industries as well. We've got an arcade. Actually, there's another sign that I missed here. I'm just noticing it. This says... Fogwell's Gym. Is that the one where... Uh, we're Daredevil trained, maybe? This is Fogwell's Gym. Free weights, strength training, boxing. Weak not welcome, it says. <laughs> That's funny. Robotansky and Company. I'm not sure what that refers to, if it is a reference. Again, Captain America out doing signings. Oh, there's actually uh, signings for Rogue and Storm, too. The arcade is cool. The arcade is... Uh, actually run by the kingpin above the entranceway there's a giant sign of uh, the kingpin throwing out these giant uh, coins coin tokens but they all have the kingpin in different poses on the coins themselves inside the uh, arcade they have these banners hanging up uh, spaced out evenly all over the inside and they're all different villains they have uh, Terax the Tamer Baron Zemo the leader a bunch of great ones Wolverine out here also doing uh, signings. Another one of my favorite air, uh, areas here. You've got the, uh, I'm trying to remember what this is called, something cafe. I don't know if it's Fantastic Cafe or, you see, it's got to have a name here. Oh, it just says cafe. Baxter Annex. Here we go. Baxter Annex, and it's the cafe. This, of course, is for the uh, the Fantastic Four, and the signage for this one is awesome because on the uh, left-hand side of the doorway, you've got very, very uh, 90s-looking Fantastic Four. You've got Ben Grimm looming large in the background, Mr. Fantastic all stretched out. You've got Stoom, uh, yeah, Stoom. Sue Storm <laughs> projecting uh, some... Uh, giant uh, Sue Richards, I guess, projecting a bunch of uh, force bubbles and stuff. But there's a trail. Again, it's neon, so you can't really see it during the day, but at night it looks fantastic. It's a neon trail in red, tracing all the way through across the entranceway to show the trail of the Human Torch who's actually flying over to the right side of the building. And uh, there's a giant four in front of it as well. Really, really cool looking. I think this is a time when the FF were living in, uh, actually living like Four Freedoms Plaza. So I think that's what the giant four is supposed to be for. But it's really cool. It's one of the neater looking buildings. And of course, 
now I'm back to the main entrance again. So this this is what dominates when you first walk in. It's right on the uh, left-hand side of the entranceway, giant Fantastic Four building. Really, really cool. And I'm going to head down the last little side street here. All the way at the back of this section, you've got the, uh, the Storm Ride, Storm Force it's called. And, eh, my kids like it. I think it's kind of cheesy. It's essentially the uh, the Mad Hatter's teacups from over at Disney, but eh, yeah, kids seem to like it. So it's just a little adventure where uh, Storm battles Magneto. And then, of course, you've got the uh, Incredible Hulk coaster, which is just awesome. I'm surprised. It is really, really crowded here today. It's a Tuesday. In late August, the kids have most of the kids have gone back to school and I really thought it'd be kind of dead today. We were over at uh, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios yesterday and it really was not busy at all. It actually seems like it might be a little bit busier here today than those parks were yesterday. So, very strange. Also have the, uh, there's an Incredible Hulk car out here. This is actually movie used and I forget what the movie was that it was used in. There's no longer a sign in front of it saying what movie. I think it was one of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm not sure. It's, it's a very cool car. Oh, here it is. Hulk vehicle featured in the movie The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, it says. It's really neat. It actually has eyebrows on it, like big bushy Hulk eyebrows up over the top of the windshield. Very cool. I will be, by the way, taking pictures of all of this stuff. So if you don't currently follow me on Facebook but you're listening to the show, go ahead and send me a friend request. Follow me on Facebook. I love to take pictures here in the parks. I'll be posting pictures of all of this stuff. All right, so I think that kind of concludes my little uh, audio tour for the time being. I'm go ahead, wrap it up, see if I can meet back up with Paul. And uh, I'll, in the meantime, take about a ton and a half of pictures. So, talk to you in a little while. Your call is very important to us. All of our operators are currently assisting with other crimes. If you are calling to report a plot for world domination, please press 1. If you are calling to report a doomsday device gone awry, please press 2. If you are calling to report a natural weather phenomenon, please press 3. If you are calling to report imminent global destruction from an extraterrestrial source, please press 4. For all other reports, please press 5. Please continue to hold. Thank you. Your call is very important to us. Please continue to hold. Thank you.
Calling all villains, thugs, and ne'er-do-wells. Word on the street is that the Avengers are engaged in an outer space battle to save the Earth. So let's all pray for all here on Marvel Superhero Island. I got dibs on Sid and Marty's jewelry exchange because I'm getting engaged. <laughs> but otherwise, the sky's the limit. Rob, loot, and steal like there's no tomorrow. Because there may not be one. That's all. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks section of www.forumforgeeks.com. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Back to the Bins is a proud member of both the League of Comic Book Podcasts, which you may find at comicbooknoise.com league, and also the Comics Podcast Network, which you may find at comicspodcasts.com. Take a moment to stop by their respective sites and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.